0: Well today on In Awe by Bruce, we are fortunate to have Jane Jenkins-Herlog. You've probably have heard her on SiriusXM Southern Humorist. She's a best-selling author of five books. She's a professional singer and a professional singer who's in the Hall of Fame. She's a former Miss America contest. Today we wanna to talk about her new book, Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep Fried South, underlined by sassy, sacred Southern stories filled with hope and humor. And so I'm looking forward to talking about that, but I want to alert you to taking a look at her website and encourage you to do that because, you know, as I saw, she's done a great job of taking what she does in person and showing you how can help companies do it on a virtual level. And it's very effective. So don't forget that. But anyway, we're going to get back to Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep Fried South. But first, we want to welcome Jane. Welcome to In Awe by Bruce.
1: Thank you, Briz. I'm so excited to be here with you, and thank you. That was a very nice intro.
0: Well, you're welcome. Because as somebody who used to do that kind of stuff, it just, but not to the level you're doing it. It just, I know <laughs> how impactful it is.
1: It's an honor. It's a blessing. And it, it, anytime someone comes up to me after I, they read my book or I see me speaking, it's such a gift. And I want to keep it so relevant and so fresh. And I always want to have a thankful heart.
0: Thank you. And thank you for being here. And just want to start off at the beginning, if you don't mind, because you've got a lot of different talents here tying together. I mean, when you think of uh, Miss America Pageant, okay, singing, but also you do have to learn how to speak, but you're at the level where you're put in the Hall of Fame of speakers, and you've got a great sense of humor. So <laughs> tie, tie all this together. How? I mean, just when you were growing up, did people go, oh, my goodness? We got to package this, or or what, what was it? <laughs> what what happened?
1: Well, most of the time they're going. We got to unpackage this.
0: This is a little <laughs>
1: over the top. <laughs> Yeah. So I just guess I'm a person that's enthusiastic. And if I see a gift that I may have, I just run with it. And sometimes I hit a wall and sometimes there's a door. (laughs) What do you know? But I keep going forward. I, I try not to go backwards. And when I'm saying backwards, I try not to rest on my laurels. I mean, I had no idea that I'd actually be writing after I got like an F in college, which was hard to get into college, too, because I was reared in a, in a not so privileged environment. So uh-huh. I guess my core message when I started speaking, Bruce, was you can dream big and go for it and just see what happens. You'll be amazed. It's better to push forward than to sit back and wonder. So yes. I was a, I was a person that did that. So it seemed like when one door opened, there was another window. When I opened that window, heck, there's a door. So ah. I just kept trying. And then I started writing music and I'm not musical. I can't read music. I can sing. But uh-huh. that became a talent. So it just, I tell people if they want to know what I really do. I'm a professional noodle thrower. And whatever
0: <laughs> sticks, sticks. That's great. What was it that people first recognized? I mean, obviously your enthusiasm. But what was it that made somebody go, girl, you got something going here?
1: I think it was my mother because she would. She would just. I, I came home one day. My sister was getting married, and I did a whole skit on the women at this very fancy shop, and I imitated every one of them. And she looked at me and she said, "That's really funny." And so I I started thinking. And then college, my friends would say, "Now, how did you see that? How did you see that?" And so I'd tell them how I saw it. And so I, I started out speaking in schools way back when I was in the Miss America program, uh-huh. and. I was, I was serious with the kids because I talked about saying no to drugs because my brother, God bless him, he has a drug problem. And uh-huh. I just started, you know, it was a just a no time. And so I would combine music and all that. And so I was more serious. And then I was speaking, singing churches. And then all of a sudden I'd crack into a funny story. And so I said, do you have it on tape? So you know what it is, Bruce? People tell you a lot of times what your gifts are. Listen mm-hmm. to them. Yeah. Good, bad, and ugly. Listen to them. And take it into consideration. And then so all of a sudden I start doing more humor. Then all of a sudden I joined the National Speakers Association and very privileged to be in the Hall of Fame and privileged to be the, the chair of that this year and, and to be around. Like you and I talked about uh, Bill Backrack, you know, as a, as a friend. It's so mm-hmm. privileged to get to know these folks. But that doesn't happen overnight. You have to build your reputation. You have to build your business. You have to be trusted. And there are so many fly-by-night folks. But I think consistency is the key to being successful in anything. And stick to it. Just stick to it.
0: Before we get to your book, I I wanted to ask you, as you accumulate the things that, that you're doing, especially like humor or things to help people with their lives or business, I don't know, is it sticking your head when you have a thought and it holds there? Or I was reading on George Carlin the other day that a guy told him to write anything down as soon as it came into his head, to write it down. And Carlin did that and, and said that that was the biggest thing that helped him in what he did as far as humor. How about you? What helps pull that together for you or how do you hold that together or keep a finger on it?
1: Same thing. Exactly. So smart. I don't know if you've seen also the Jerry Seinfeld special, but at the very end, they pull the camera back like a drone, and he Mm -hmm. is surrounded on a street with nothing but manila folders and it looks like this massive amount that's his material and yeah as soon as it comes to mind he writes it down you miss some of your best stuff if you think oh i'll write that down later remember when your children were growing up bruce yes and you'd say oh i'm never gonna forget that that was so cute and then later you go oh my gosh what was that that happened i cannot believe i missed that so i do i'm so intentional about that i get material from people I just ask questions and my favorite it Mm -hmm. was like a flight attendant I'll say what's the funniest thing you've ever seen now I was told that by the late great Jeannie Robertson who's a fantastic southern humorist Uh and you get some of the best material from people who work in the public you just Mm. do so if you can tweak that from just a comedy bit into a, a life lesson takeaway that's a gift right there
0: so now bring us into writing And then take us into how you came up with your latest book, what brought it all about, and what what your purpose and goal in bringing these books to the public are.
1: In the South, we have had a massive amount of people moving in. And you know what? You just can't blame them. Because I have folks that I'm very good friends with that live in a little tiny shoebox in New York City, and they can't go anywhere. And so I was uh, actually, you talked about whole Ohio earlier but I was actually at a store and I looked and I saw a car with our palmetto tree which is symbol of our state yeah and it was in the eye of Ohio and I went oh my gosh, that's our tree (laughs) and I started thinking man somebody's got to write something up to help our newcomers understand us if they ever will appreciate us and enjoy (laughs) Joy us because we're different because I always say, you know, story is really how we speak in the South. That was one thing. And I'm seeing such a loss of that Charleston, South Carolina, where I'm a native Charlestonian. I'm yeah. seeing a loss of those nuances like this is so crazy. OK, this is so Southern. But like when I get a thank you note with the word thank you written on it, it makes my skin crawl. I say, who? you are not supposed to write a thank you note with thank you written on. So I put etiquette in there, which is over the top etiquette. I wrote funny stories about how my mother told me about the birds and the bees using a pressure cooker, okay? Uh-huh. <laughs> I've got stories about the anti-Southern sister, who I call the snooty patootie. I got a story about that and how we don't like them either, so... <laughs> So I have really cute stories about my grandmother, who was the absolute sweetest woman in the world, who almost blew somebody's head off with a gun one time. And I learned right then you can be a sweet Southern lady and a woman, but you can also shift and be tough. And then yeah. you can go right back. I mean, so I've got a story about that. And that chapter is called When a Southern Woman, Woman's Up. And we got to woman up sometime. and We can go right back to being the sweet person or whatever. And I've got the Gullah culture. I don't know if you're familiar with our wonderful low country Gullah culture. And Uh I wanted to write about that community because my daddy hired so many folks on the farm. They were just a rainbow of people, different, like Hispanic, the black community, the white community. And daddy just taught us to love everybody Uh and to get along. And so, so much I've seen in this country has bothered me. And I said, wait a minute. That's not how I was raised. My daddy taught me and my mama love people, care for people. And just do your very best to be the best version of you, and they'll be the best version of themselves. Don't ever miss an opportunity to help your fellow man. And that's how I was raised. And I hate to, to see so much of this unrest, and I think a lot of it's media-driven. I think that would be true. But yeah. I had to write about the black community in my book and, and what they taught me and how much I appreciate the beautiful style of worship and the way they, the wisdom. And I dedicated it to a woman named Ruth Blodge in the book, and I wrote mm-hmm. about it in Gala. I dedicated the book because she would tell me, Don't let don't let nobody take the sugar that God done put in your heart. Now, Ugh. I mean, that's, that's, that's a little gullah expression, but man, I take that to heart. I protect myself. That's the yeah. only way I can move forward is to remember who I am and who God made me to be.
0: Wow. That's powerful. And the thing is, I've always felt this is no dissing of us in the North, but I've always felt like the people in the South have a better ability to tell stories. And those stories relate very well to what goes on in life and how to apply them. So tell us a little more. I mean, I'm you've got me intrigued on, on the gala. What else have you learned from them?
1: They have a beautiful, heartfelt style of worship that is just incredible. Mm-hmm. And also, like when I would get sick, and and i called tootsie i said tootsie i don't know what to do oh girl get yourself some tea and toast don't forget the ginger ale get you some dry toast she doesn't that's toast and so she had these remedies and she tried to teach me how to make her famous biscuits which always was an epic fail i've got a picture of me and tootsie in this book (laughs) tyndall put pictures i love tyndall they put pictures in the book and tootsie and i had a big flower fight and we're covered in flour and somehow I kept that picture through the years. And I said, I want that in the book. And they told me to send pictures. So it's illustrated and it has a sweet tea secret in it. Bruce, it's so cool how they did a little tea bag and yeah. it's kind of slanted. And it says on the little tea bag, always be able to love other people. And it's a sweet tea moment. And I have sweet tea moments in there. Like no other, like that of having a fresh sprig of mint in a tall glass of iced tea. So oh. that's how precious it is to appreciate. And and I think really diversity, sadly, I think that word's gotten skewed in my opinion. Diversity to me is sitting back and listening and understanding people. I mean, my best friend is from Washington, Mm D.C., and he is a black minister and his name is Willie Jolly. I love Willie. Willie is my go-to. I'll call him up and I'll say, Willie, can I use this? How does this (laughs) sound? And he'll say, Jane, I'd add that, I'd add this. And he has taught me so much about the culture in the big city. And I've been to his church. I love his church. I love that. I think you grow as a person when you expand your horizons. And those people that live in the box, God bless them. That's their box. They can't move out of that box. That's okay. But realize there are other people that do live outside their box. That's just the way I look at things. And I feel like it's a gift when you can embrace people and listen to people. That's when you understand why. If you just judge them and throw that out there. Now, the Bible says you're not supposed to judge people. But you know what? There's a verse in there about the fruit of the Spirit. I don't know about you, but I am a fruit inspector. I will inspect
0: that fruit. (laughs) 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 So if anybody's listed... What you're saying is that judge somebody, we don't know their motives, but we can look at the fruit of what their life produces and tell whether we can trust them or not, basically.
1: Absolutely. I'm telling you what, that's about the best verse of scripture. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You can can be a fruit inspector. If you don't see love, joy, peace, long suffering, if you don't see that, I am sorry. I am not going to have lunch with you. That doesn't mean I don't love you, but it means I don't like you. So I'm not having lunch. Now, lunch is the big deal for for women in the South. When you say, hey, you want to do lunch, that's big. That means you, I mean, let me tell you something. Can I tell you this? Yeah. So I was on Channel 6 yesterday. Yeah. And I have a whole thing, this little local Augusta station. It's a great station in, out of Augusta, Georgia, because we live outside of Augusta in South Carolina. Yeah. So this guy that was interviewing me, great guy, Brad Means, he was trying to clip the mic on. And he called one of his assistants. He said, Mary, come in here, please, because, you know, because he didn't want to mess with my dress and all that. And so this is gorgeous girl. I looked at her. This took one minute. I said, you're a pageant girl. She said, yes. I said, USA. She said, yes. She said, Teen USA. And I said, let me see, Paula Miles, your director. She said, no, Kim Greenwood. That's Lee Greenwood's wife. I said, I know Lee. I was backstage with him and singing at an event recently. I said, I bet you know Dale. She said, I love Dale. It took 30 <laughs> seconds and we all of a sudden knew each other. We were hugging, talking about stuff. We had so much in common. Then she pinned the lava on and that was it. Now, I mean, so I send the picture to my friend Dale. I said, Dale. This girl, she knows you. She's yes, yes, I remember Mary. She was in the di-. So I mean, we all have connections like that. But it's that, it's that world of pageantry and the, yeah. and the super and the super tight connections that we get. We knew each other. I understand her. And it was a moment, let me just tell you. And I write about it in the book. It's called <laughs> The Southern Sister. When you meet the Southern, then I did that yesterday. It was very uh-huh. fun.
0: So, but you're finding that it's kind of eroding down there, right that people are losing track of that southern tradition and the the, the aspect and the nuances that are going on, right? So you're I do. trying to help people see that still.
1: I do and and I think and I start the book out saying we've been redefined, reprimanded. and I say, wait a minute. We need a reboot on this. You know, Southern people have a lot to bring to the table. And so funny, I had a guy from California. I was speaking at an event and he came Mm -hmm. up to me and I said, hey, you like living here? He said, well, it's okay, except y'all talk funny. I said, well, that's by design. You know that. (laughs) And so he said, I was at the water authority, this cute, really sweet little country lady behind the glass. She said, all right, now I got all these papers. Now it's your turn. You need to go over yonder. And he said, excuse me. She said, I said, you need to go over yonder. And he said, can you give me that street address? <laughs> <laughs> and she said, no, 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 listen to me. With you in the South now, you need to know some things. Definition of yonder. The definition is, it's yonder is any place where you ain't. is <laughs> <I love that. laughs> Isn't that funny? I'm <laughs> so, <laughs> I love that. Oh my that. gosh. I know, and That's then so... we talk about grits. And I said, and he said, well, I like cream of wheat. I said, oh, that's Yankee grits. Great day. No, 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 no. (laughs) no we can't have that so i mean i make fun of it it's very tongue-in-cheek it's sassy it's a little bit on the sassy side i like yeah. sassy. and uh, so it's it's just fun i talk talk about my cover dish at the church how sacred the cover dish is oh my gosh and you might get relegated to the back of the table and worse on the back of the counter behind everything you know so it's a hut there the whole nuances of the cover dish culture so I, I put that in there southern football games gracious I've been to Columbus and seen Ohio state's entire school is Columbus just yeah. out, you know, yeah. so y'all is you know, people outside of the South, of course, it's just a religion. So that's a whole funny thing about Southern football games. And we tailgate by Danny Ford and his manure covered truck. We smell him before we see him, you know, so Danny <laughs> was a national championship for Clemson Tigers. So it's fun to see Danny. And, and so I, write all about that too it's just the stuff to me that's synonymous to our area and not just in Charleston but all over in the south what I've experienced in my travels
0: tell me a little bit more about you put in there that you're from the low country of South Carolina right I am help people understand what what does that mean and how did you grow up and maybe how that played into all this that you've have going on with yourself
1: Well, I think many of us, if we're privileged, we lived. I mean, I was grew up down a long dirt road. Daddy was a tomato and cucumber farmer. We lived in an old tenant house that daddy fixed up. Uh, Daddy dropped out of school in the 10th grade, but he was a hard worker and mama was funny. And down the dirt road, there's the dock. There's Abapula Creek where we all learn to swim. And on a flat low tide, we go bogging in the pluff mud. And I uh, <laughs> love country. We have beautiful oak trees. Um, I inherited the property and I have it on a, a vacation site for rent. We have 40 400-year-old oak trees. Wow. And I try to take care of it as best I can. I just had a, a tree person come out to help me save a beautiful grand oak. It's just a, a way of life. And when people, I tell you what's so cool, I have yeah. so prayed that the place would be a place of peace. And, um, you know, Charles being highly developed, especially on John's Island. And when people leave there, they always write a little review and they say peaceful. And that's exactly what I want. I uh. want people to de-stress. And enjoy the beautiful nature, the beautiful Spanish moss hanging on the gnarled branches. I love the wild turkeys that come up. We even have a gator. We named him Gus. That scares (laughs) a lot of the folks not from the south. I say, just don't mess with him and he won't mess with you. Kind of like the southern people. Just remember, don't take your dog over there. He might think it's a little hors d'oeuvre. But, <laughs> and then we have, we have so many beautiful deer and wildlife and it's just, it's just beautiful. And I think a lot of the wildlife's coming to our property because they don't have any place to go right now. It's sad. So that's low country. It's, uh, the cuisine is different. Uh, the culture is different. And, but some of it's just sort of being washed away as mm. the tide flows, sadly. Yeah. So we want to try to keep that alive and relevant. And we want to remember who we are.
0: Kind of back to that, uh, what your Gullah friend told you, never forget who you are.
1: Never forget who you are. It was Tootsie's way of helping me. Daddy one time came in, speaking of Gullah, and yep. one of his tractor drivers was holding our male cat that was being neutered. And Daddy said the whole way to the vet lab is stroking the cat going, great God, Kitney, I'm sure glad I ain't you. <laughs> <laughs> in the book and gosh daddy would come in and cry and when stuff was, help with he helped with health care with all kinds of folks built houses for people daddy was generous he had a big heart he really did oh,
0: that's great yeah,
1: he's a good man and mama was funny i mean she just saw the humor
0: yeah <laughs> tell us now coming to the end here of, of talking with you just give us some idea of how people can find out more about you the book anything that would be helpful for them to understand what you're up to
1: well the website they can go to is Herlong, com, and the book you can see all my books there a pop-up as soon as you go on janeherlong.com you can click that it takes you to an order page the books actually like today is the 25th of march i'm getting my shipment monday which is great but they're telling me the actual release date is on the 19th of April. And yesterday after I went on Channel 6, I stopped by Barnes & Noble. They've got an order. It's going to be on the shelf. So the book is going to be sold. Of course, Amazon is always present, but it's going to be in LifeWay, amazon barnes and noble books a million it's just a ton of places you can order the book so that's very exciting and i think people will laugh i know that when my husband he's head of the symphony in aiken this was wrong and we had the messiah well i I got my one copy of my book so i took it to the messiah the catholic (laughs) church thomas said don't you dare let people look at that book they're going to be worshiping i said well okay of course i didn't listen and all those women from, from all over the country, all from the North, they were going, oh my gosh, I can't wait to get this book. <laughs> they loved it. Chris Thomas is still upset with me about doing that. But, you know, I was so excited when everybody see my book. So it's going to be everywhere where books are sold.
0: Great. Last question I have for you. Does f- your faith tie into this? Yes, but
1: I don't beat people in the head because don't expect me to preach. Uh-uh. Yeah. I am okay. not a preacher. But I do believe in the biblical principles, and I am a Christian, and I do, I think the takeaways, like a merry heart doeth good, like a medicine, That that's not specifically in there. But I love that biblical principle. I love whatever a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. I've got a story about that. A friend of mine looked on his dog tags and thought God was telling him to be positive, and it was his blood type. It's a long story, but it's <laughs> cute. So I love stories, and I love takeaways, but no, it does not browbeat anybody. I just, It's just good commentary. And sense even if you want a biblical person or don't care it's proverb e if i mix it's just solid advice based on biblical principles but it's funny You know, you can read and go, oh, that was funny. And then I have my speech title. I have a speech called Sweet Tea Secrets from the Deep Fried South. And then I have a a comedy show I'm doing on traveling around doing comedy theaters. And it's called Sweet Tea Tunes, Southern Fried Humor. So it all funnels together, if that
0: makes sense. (laughs) Yeah, no, that makes plenty of sense. Thank you, Jane, for being on and giving us just the enthusiasm and the humor and everything that you have. And we'll pray for the success of your book and uh, that more people can understand those in the South and and also just enjoy all the great stories and insights that you have that can help them.
1: Thank you, Bruce. You're a sweetheart. Um, can't right. wait to—hopefully um, we'll get to meet one day because we we think we're kin. That's good.
0: That's, that is right. That's right. right. I've still got my Welsh flag flying out there from St. David's Day on March 1st. So
1: <laughs> I have my Welsh skirt. My All
0: pattern. right.
1: Yeah, I got my pattern.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, Jade, thank you so much. God bless you. And we'll talk to you soon.
1: Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate it so much.
0: All right. Bye-bye.